In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I give thanks to God for this day where God has brought me to this place of experiencing how His saving grace is working in my own life today. Here I am now, June 2010, ordained a Catholic priest for Jesus Christ to allow His grace and redemptive power to continue to flow into this world. My story, my prayer for you all is that as you listen to my story, that you might be encouraged that God works in the ordinary of our lives, that He calls all of us to glorify the Father in different ways, and He calls all of us to save souls. You know, and I was, I was reflecting on my story and how God was working in my life. The more I reflect on it, the more I realize that You know, God created my soul with that single plan, that basic plan to basically just glorify the Father and save souls. It's God who brought me into being in existence, and it's God who gave me the grace to become the person that I am today and the grace to cooperate with His plan in my life. And and the big question that I like to share a little bit and talk about is how. You know, how did God bring me from the moment of conception until this very day here where I sit and speak to each of you now as a priest of Jesus Christ. How did God bring me to this point? And I'd like to just focus on a number of few key foundation stones in my life on which God built this house, my soul, this temple. And the first one that I'd like to look at a little bit and just share a little bit of how the Holy Spirit has worked in my life and how God has begun to glorify the Father through His Son in me and how He's beginning to save souls in me in so many ways is my family. I'd just like to share a little bit about my family. My family life is, you know, my family life, I kind of look at it as like the soil through which God built the house that He's built me to be. Um... In my family, a lot of things that God has taught me and shared with me and showed, showed me in preparing me to be a priest is the first thing's prayer. You know, we would pray before meals. That's something as simple as that. It made me available to God's grace. Praying before I went to bed, my parents teaching me how to pray, their example, you know, and when I was about, I'd say around 10 or so, our family began to pray the family rosary, and that was a huge part of our beginning to really come together as a family. And as we know, the church teaches the family is the domestic church, and it was there that I really began to experience the church in my family, that I began to see that what it meant to be family, what it meant to be an image of God's love in the world as a family, tied together with Our Lady's love and power of the Spirit. And then just mom and dad waking me up every Sunday morning (laughs) to go to Mass and not always excited about it, but as we all know, love isn't something that always is fun. Love is something that requires commitment, dedication, sacrifice. And my family, my parents taught me about worshiping God, that God is God alone, and that we have to give God thanks and praise 
at Sunday Eucharist. And then the confession was another one. My family would take me and my brothers to confession. And that example led me to really begin to experience God's grace. And I think, as I said, God used this family experience in my life until this day. It's that fertile soil through which God could really sow his seeds of grace and begin to raise up within me and to bring forth in me the desire that his son had for me, that the word could become flesh through me as a priest of Jesus Christ. You know, and as I look back at my family, I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest, and we all have learned so much from one another. And my encouragement to you in in just sharing this is God's grace comes to us through our family. God's grace comes to us through the ordinary of our daily lives from moment to moment. And this is what we see in a lot of the saints of how they recognized God in the daily tasks of their life, the daily experiences that God gave them through family life. Whether it be good times or bad, sickness, moments of sickness, moments of health, moments that are rich, moments that are poor, God is always there to draw us into that. And and it kind of part of my family life, this soil of my family life that prepared me for what I call the, you know, the first course of block on the foundation stone. In April 8th, 1993, I experienced a traumatic injury to my leg playing high school baseball. And little did I know, but on the way in to the studio here, my mother informed me that it was actually on Holy Thursday that this injury took place. And as we know, God and his plan and his providence is always at work. And nothing happens just because it happens, but it happens because God has allowed it and ordained it to be a part of his divine will. And that leg injury in my life was a huge part of really understanding what it meant to begin to live as a priest. It was there in my junior year of high school, I remember laying in the hospital looking at the ceiling and my pain in my leg. And, you know, in, in high school, you know, you're not thinking about sacrifice much. You're thinking about, I want to eat. I want to go outside. I want to play. And that was the first time that I had to wrestle with the cross. And I had no choice in a sense. I, I couldn't say, well, I don't want to suffer this the cross comes to us in our lives in so many ways. And God was teaching me there that he was calling me to embrace the cross as Jesus embraced the cross. And and we can't, I could not embrace the cross without the grace of God. And that's why I speak of my family life and that all of that experience of prayer, going to mass, confession, the example of my parents' marriage and teaching me commitment, love, devotion, dedication, sacrifice, the family rosary. These are all things that made me available to God's grace that that prepared me to receive the cross on April 8th, on Holy Thursday, this leg injury. 
which would literally change my life forever. And and a kind of little funny way I look at it is God kind of, I was running through life with my plan and in a loving way, like a big brother, he stuck his foot out and tripped me. And he said, it's time to slow down and stop and think a little bit about life. Because, you know, we tend to run through our lives not thinking about how God is so involved in our daily lives. And that was a huge part for me of God slowing me down. And the crosses do slow us down, but God gives us those crosses to slow us down that we might recognize his life of grace living and moving in our very lives. And as I said, this was a huge part of my priestly formation because it really began my understanding of what it meant to live the passion of Christ. I began to experience Jesus in me through my baptism, beginning to live his passion. And at that time, not consciously always aware of it, but with my mother at my side and my father, it really encouraged me through their words, their prayer of how to suffer well. And if there's one thing we all need to learn, it's how to suffer well. Because as I said in the beginning, God's plan is for us to glorify the Father and save souls. And Jesus was teaching me through this cross how to glorify the Father. And that was to embrace that cross and offer it up in love for the salvation of souls. You know, and as I pondered that experience of my leg injury, one particular thing that I call to mind is, as I reflect on that, I see that as I laid there, in that hospital bed, looking at the ceiling, I couldn't help but think of Jesus hanging on the cross, looking up at his father, and Mary, his mother, at his bedside, living that love and encouraging her son. Just as Mary was at the cross, my mother at my bedside, praying the rosary for me, And one particular experience I had in that hospital room is I remember I remember my mom praying the rosary and inviting me with my father to pray the rosary. And I was in so much pain at that time and I had a headache. I couldn't eat. As you know, you have to fast for surgery. So God was even teaching me how to fast. (laughs) I was fasting really for the first time in my life. Not by choice, but because I had to have surgery. I was being invited to pray the rosary, and I'm in pain. My head's hurting, and they kept postponing my surgery and and all these things. And I just remember my mom, I just shook my head. I said, I can't pray right now because I was just in too much pain. But when my mother and father said, well, we'll pray for you. And that's what taught me what it means to intercede for another. Sometimes we aren't able to pray because of our pain, but that's why when we're healthy, we need to take full advantage of our health and give it back to God and intercede and pray for others so that God can have those souls and that God can be glorified in receiving the children that we pray for, that their souls might be saved. And we need to always be praying for one another. And God was teaching me that right from the beginning of how to live the priesthood for the salvation of souls. And as my mother prayed and my father prayed that rosary, I remember immediately experiencing the Blessed Virgin Mary. This was the first real tangible experience that I was having of Mary in my life, of consoling, being consoled by Our Lady at the cross. 
I remember this blanket of peace. Almost as soon as they started the rosary, this blanket of peace covered my, my spirit. And my body was in pain, but God was strengthening my spirit with his peace, with his joy, with his power. And it was Mary that invited the Holy Spirit at that moment into my life and allowed Jesus in a deeper way to be born into me and live through me that Calvary moment in my life. And you know, there's so much there that God taught me in that leg injury. So I just encourage you all, you know, to look at those difficult moments of of hardship in your life, of where you have the cross, and to know that God is there living his passion in and through you, his mystical body. You know, we are one body. We are the body of Christ. And God is there living that through you, not in vain, but we know that through our faith and our baptism that Jesus continues to make up for what is lacking in his body, the church. Those areas of the church where there aren't people that are interested in God or praying, those are the places where God will use you and I in the midst of our crosses to pour grace into those areas of the church that are in need of his touch and encouragement. And that end of my life that, you know, the family life being the soil, the first course of block being this leg injury, this very core foundation of, it ended basically with nine surgeries. And I always say this is my novena of surgeries that I offer to God. And this summer of nine surgeries is like God through these nine surgeries really teaching me how to live the priesthood. And the priesthood is all about glorifying the Father and saving souls, whether it be the common priesthood of the faithful, of the baptized, or the ministerial priesthood of the ordained. God is desiring to let His Son live through us. And then that stage of my life kind of ended, and I and I went off to Penn State University and. It all began at Penn State when I was in the weight room working out, and I met Father Fred Byrne, who is a Benedictine, and he was there working out, and he noticed that I was wearing a scapular. And that's just another aspect. You know, our our Lady invites us all to wear the brown scapular, and and she says, those who wear the scapular will not suffer the fires of hell. And that doesn't mean it's magic. That just simply means God has given us that as a gift, as a sacramental, and it's a sign that I've given myself to Mary to lead me to Jesus and protect me from all evil. Well, at the around the age of 10, my family encouraged us to begin to wear the scapular, my mom and dad, and, and I wore that scapular faithfully um, throughout up into Penn State and still continue to this day I wear the scapular. And... And my mom was telling me actually on the way in, while I was in the hospital over these nine surgeries, she told the doctors and nurses that that scapula was to remain pinned to my bed and it was not to leave. And as she told me, she, she said that for three times that scapula went somehow into the laundry with all the sheets at the hospital. And this is the major hospitals downtown Pittsburgh. Um, and they somehow made it back to my room. So three times, my scapula was pinned to my sheets, 
went in with the laundry at the hospital and brought it back. God brought it back to my bedroom. And again, it just shows that our lady's faithfulness to me is I'm faithful to her. You know, we draw closer to God. He draws closer to us, as the scripture says. And around the age 10, as I said, I began to wear this scapular. And then when I was in the weight room at Penn State University, I was with that scapular on my, around my neck. And Father Fred Byrne noticed that. And he came up to me. And he began to introduce himself as the campus minister there, the priest on campus. And he invited me to get involved. He told me about masses, daily mass. He told me about retreats, Bible studies, praise and worship, prayer groups, so many things going on, mission trips. And he simply invited me. And again, a testimony to the importance of our inviting people to Mass if they don't come to Mass, inviting them to go to confession with us. These little invitations, it's not just our word, but God anoints our words, and those words anointed with God's Spirit move hearts and souls to respond. And this is just testimony to God's way of drawing me deeper into my vocation, his desire for my life as a priest. 